back to the Soren Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Braden, and as always, I am joined by that new college graduate, Pineapple, who's now up north. You adjusted to the cold yet, Alan? Hey, I have. All right. I wish it was gone, but hey, I guess I guess we just needed it for a better summer. So if it's because of that, hey, I'm fine with that. And And yeah, I would just say like, yeah, it's been what? A week, um, well, past three days, a week and three days ago that I was a college graduate, and that feeling was unbelievable. I, I actually lost it that day, like, just tears of, like, struggle that you've also went through, and it's just incredible, and I'm I'm now ready for the new phase. I'm, I'm really now looking forward to not worrying about homework, and it's funny, because I was about to get ready to work, and for some reason, I put my backpack on, and and then later, it took me like 10 seconds, like, wait a minute, I'm not in school anymore. What, why am I taking this backpack? So I just took it off, and, and voila, but really, I'm, I'm really excited for this stage, and I know that, uh, as you know, it, we're all about killing it, and that's that's the goal right now, just go out there and killing it like always. All right, man. And I'm sure everyone who listens and your family and all of us here are uh, (laughs) giving you those air horns all day in celebration. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So, well, yeah, you know, it's great Uh, being graduated from college. That gives us new avenues, new time, a little more flexibility for things, hopefully more. Oh, it'll allow us to get more content out for the people, but you never know. Life is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, there's no dispute on that. <clears throat> so, but yeah, so we got a fun topic we got prepared for everyone out there today. And I'm going to pull up the picture real quick. And Alan, while I'm doing that, let's uh, let's get into this topic here. Okay. Well, it's been several weeks that... We have had the World Cup group draw. And as Braden is pulling it up, this is going to be a very, very interesting World Cup. And obviously being in Qatar, the first Middle Eastern country to to host an event like this is like, significant. So it's going to be big. And... And really, these teams, there's a lot of variety with these teams. Some arrive with question marks, but, hey, that comes with the territory. And as we see these, we'll break them down. We will not predict who's going to move on. That, we're going to talk about that a week or two before the World Cup starts in November. So we're not going to talk about that. We'll just look at the groups, talk about teams that could make an impact along with the impact of having the World Cup in Qatar. And could there be some ramifications? Maybe. But could there also be some rewards for having the World Cup in Qatar? Maybe as well. So we'll, we'll, there's a lot going on, but the good thing is, Braden, and to all our listeners, we're taking that one bite at a time at this great event which is the world cup oh yeah and you know the world cup coming up that's always exciting time uh 
you know, you and I watched the fir- my first World Cup I've ever watched together. Um, we didn't watch, of course, Sweden versus Mexico, but um, <laughs> oh, that I probably would have left. <laughs> I probably would have destroyed. I probably would have destroyed your apartment, which probably you probably would have got mad at me, and probably your roommates would have got mad at me as well. So <laughs> I'm glad that did not happen. You and me both. And as this yeah. World Cup's coming up, you mentioned there's a. We were talking. There's some all sorts of uh, stuff that's going on. I mean, congratulations to our Canadian counterparts, you know, nine hours north of us. They've made their first World Cup in a long time. I think the last one was in the 1986. 1986 in Mexico City. So congratulations to any Canadians or Canadian football team fans. You guys made your, your, what, who knows how many World Cups at this point. I think it's their second World Cup. Yeah, so they've made it. They're in Group F, and we can see them right here. And it's just an exciting time. You know, USA's back in it after a weird upset with Trinidad four years ago, missing out. It'll be interesting to see what they can do. But, Alan, there, you were t- telling me before we hit record that there's some uh, issues and ramifications with this World Cup. Let's uh, Why don't you enlighten me and enlighten the uh, the populace about what's going on? Yeah. It goes back to 2010 um, when um, obviously this was before when obviously South Africa hosted the World Cup. They, they were, you know how FIFA thinks. They always think about ahead, ahead to prepare a lot of some of these countries that are like developing to plan their events. And one of them, when Qatar got the 2022 World Cup, um, yeah, it was great, especially like with the Middle East. The money that they they bring in is off the charts. Like no, like you you wonder like how in the world did they do that? Like obviously the oil money plays a role on that, but because of that, corruption charges were beginning because they some of them wanted to put more pockets. And it actually ended some of the careers of, of notable people. One of them, the former president of UEFA, Michel Platini, who was, was one of the best players, if you could say, in back in the 80s, playing for France and also for Juventus. Like, he was ousted as their president. And then it forced the resignation of the former uh, FIFA president, Joseph Blatter. So you could you could see why Qatar is comes in with some controversy because of their record of human rights being in the Middle East. Like what? And you're looking at the group. The Middle East is like I know they want to play. They they want to get into this investing in soccer. So you have owners, you have owning clubs, but also they want to see their nations flourish. Which hey, I'm all up for that. But don't having though having that going on, and and it still hasn't gone away. We're, this is what 12 years, and it's still not gone away. It shows how one of an event taking place at a region like the Middle East, it can have. So they may, like I mentioned, like it could bring a lot of fortune, which that is something the Middle East will deal with, will will greatly have. And with the ramifications 
I would say they'll probably deal with them later because that, to be honest, that's just how they do things. I could be wrong, but just having that could could actually play a role. But hopefully that is not the case as we just want to focus on the games. Right. And, you know, like, there's, I think, you know, you reminding me about all this corruption stuff. It brings to mind a lot of uh, Olympic stuff, you know, when cities get the Olympics. Um, there's always a lot of talk about was there any corruption deals going on? Um, a lot of conspiracies involved with that. So, you know, it's I wouldn't be too surprised. If, I'm not too surprised hearing about it with the foot with the FIFA's World Cup. I mean, it's it's sad to say the least, you know, and it's not good, especially when human rights issues are involved. That's never good, but you know, it's it almost I feel like. A lot of stuff like this, it just kind of comes with the territory with big international events like this, like the Olympics. They just corruption and conspiracies. They just seem to come with the territory. Now, what's going on with human rights is not good at all. We don't support that, but it it just seems corruption and conspiracies, especially with stuff like this. It just kind of comes with these international, you know, worldly events. It just comes with that territory for whatever reason. Yeah, and that's something like that. Really, we don't think about a lot, but it just have. But then when it shows out there, it's like, all right, like we see why. But I think to be honest, like in my opinion, like yes, this is it's hard. Like even and it's funny as we head into the World Cup. uh, I was hearing an interview. uh, The former uh, president Blatter, he even mentioned that he regretted voting for Qatar to have the World Cup, which I'm like, uh, why are you saying this now? You could have stopped it. But, hey, you know what? It happens. And all of that, look, it's still going to be talked about. But in my but in my opinion, it's just, look, let's enjoy the games. Like, and we'll deal – and the ramifications – it's we'll deal with that later because also um with the world cup being in qatar and whatever happens it's also going to generate a lot of money for for the country and especially for the owners of paris saint-germain who are the who are from qatar and are considering selling their club for i don't know how much but it shows that their impact in in a lot of these big clubs is showing why Qatar is hosting the World Cup as well. No, and I agree. And I think there's a lot of reasons why, um, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time an event like this has been held in the Middle East. Yeah, that's and, correct. And as we're looking at these this group list down, you know, Qatar's obviously in group A. They're they're the host nation there, they're in the World Cup. Um, we have Iran, Saudi Arabia. Um, if I'm looking at EAU, I believe that's in the Middle East, if I'm understanding yes. that country correctly. Um, so I'm looking at, I don't see any more off here that made it, but just looking at the first four groups and in the World Cup, we're seeing, you know, four different nations from the Middle East making the World Cup. And that shows, you know, they're they have great teams, great athletes, great coaches, great programs. And 
it, it high, it's highlighting the great side of these countries. And I think a lot of time, especially in, in the Western side of the world, the Western culture influences, we, we only think when we think about that area of the world, we think, sad to say, we, a lot of us will think negatively about that area of the world just because of the different events, different things, extremists on both sides, you know, and, and it's, it, it's not good. But what, Alan, what the World Cup really does, in my opinion, and even the Olympics, is we get to see the highlights, the the culture of this area, the the buildings, the the architecture. We get to see what makes this culture this culture. And I think, you know, sometimes we forget this part of it when we think about these big international events like this. Yeah, and, and I and I share that opinion with you. Like we I think we need to pay more attention to what is out there like this is what really Qatar looks like yeah you can listen to all the news and all but if you really want to know what a country looks like watch these events like the world cup you see the the why or even the olympics the why of this country heck even watch the amazing race like that's another one as well like you see the why of the nations like what makes them go what makes them tick like what what do they do to provide for the family? All of that, like, and this is something, like, the, they do a very good job. Like, obviously, Russia, they showed a lot of, like, what Russia really is. Not just the whole political thing, but they showed a lot of, like, the countryside, the St. Petersburg. I remember they, they showed some of that, which I was like, man, Braden, like, I can't believe we're going there. Like, go have fun. So <laughs> things like that, like... It just makes you, like, think for a minute, like, wow, like, this is another side of Qatar or another side of this country that we need to look at as well. It's not just the politics. What about the culture, the people? And that's where our application of our majors, but also our applications in our hearts should be present in these games and also when we learn about the country that's hosting the world cup. No, exactly. And you know, I, I, I was just before I, you know, respond to that, I was just looking cause I was thinking Tunisia was also one of those middle Eastern countries that would be highlighted because of where the world cup is. No, they're, they're in Northern Africa. So that was, I just was confirming that, but yeah. Also know, Morocco I, was- yeah. So, and like, we can get into the different continents and the different countries here in a second, but, you know, just to respond to what you're saying, these, you know, sports, they have a way of reflecting the current political landscape. And it, it's very interesting to me to see, because yes, when we're talking about these games, you know, where they're taking place, it will matter. I mean, right now we're looking at group B and if I'm understanding this right, it's Ukraine versus slash Scotland versus Wales. I'm thinking. If yeah, I'm, pretty much Ukraine and Scotland will play each other, and the winner of those two will play Wales. And then whoever wins that will end up in that spot. So, you know, and that game's going to be postponed until this whole Ukrainian-Russian conflict is kind of either resolved. They're not going to do it in June. Oh, okay. So, you know, there there's some spots with that, and you know, we're it, we can see this reflection currently in this list of. You know, we don't know who's in this final spot in Group B because Ukraine's kind of in their situation with Russia. And 
they obviously can't play a game right now with their country being invaded. And, and here we are, but it, it's, and so sports always has a way of reflecting the, the current political landscape of what's happening in the world, especially when you get into these international events. And Alan, you hit it on the head when we watch these games. Yes, that's, that'll be talked about. That'll be mentioned, but I think what these events really do is they put the the spotlight on the great greater parts of a culture, the greater parts of what makes this country beautiful in its own right. And like, you know, having seen Russian World Cup and then going to Russia and seeing all the, the those buildings in person, um, those fields, watching a, a game in one of the stadiums that was used for the World Cup was amazing. And so seeing all these things in person really adds a new light to it, even if you're introduced to it in a, in a sporting sense. If you were then go, you'll be able to have a connection. And Alan, we say it all the time, sports has a way to bring the world together. And yes. we'll see it here at the World Cup as well. Yes, we will. And then obviously the fans, like they, they always make the World Cup like worth, worth watching. And Obviously, like you'll have different fans of different countries bringing their own style, and that's that's great. And and really, I don't know what's going to be the 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 big highlight, but either way, fans are going to be involved in games one way or another. Doesn't matter the location; it's still going to happen. Oh, exactly, and. I think that's the best part is fans are going to be there. We'll see, you know, obviously whenever Qatar plays, you know, the people that's the benefit of being in your own country. You'll be able to watch those games more readily, more easily, but even fans from South Korea, from Ecuador, from, you know, Japan, from all these different countries, they're going to find a way to get there as well. If they can. Yeah. Even, even Mexico. Cause like I even was looking at, I think it was Telemundo. Brought up, or I don't know who, but I saw like the reports of like fans coming in. Obviously, Brazil is going to lead that, but Mexico is like the second or third that will have fans in in the World Cup. Like they pretty much show up in numbers, big time. Like no joke. Like when they played Germany, they they had about uh, I would say around three thousand, four thousand fans. Mexico had like quadrupled that. Mm-hmm. So really they they just travel in bunches. Like I've had friends who have gone to previous World Cups. Oh yeah, there's a lot of Mexico. It's just that's what it is. But they're they're they well traveled one way or another. Obviously the US, they're starting to be well traveled. And and we're gonna see that again again in this World Cup. I agree, and it's going to be interesting to see. Um, one of the teams I was, few of the teams I was hoping would make it in, would didn't make it in. Um, and USA was the last team I was hoping, you know, that I could support make it in, and here it is making it in. <laughs> yeah, so, it uh, yes. you know, Sweden didn't make it in, Italy didn't make it in, much to uh, the chagrin of my wife, and uh, now we have a uh, American team making it in, and. This American team's got a bigger shot than I think a lot of people realize because for the first time in a while, a lot of the players on this team are playing in these 
world-renowned international leagues. I mean, we have Christian Pulisic, who plays in the Premier League, who's won the Champions League with Chelsea. And there's also, and he's just, you know, the main headliner on that team. But there's so many others um, that are playing in these international leagues and not just in the American Soccer League. And so yeah. because of all that, we're seeing a whole lot more because of that. And I think that's going to be great. And so, Alan, I think as we continue, what I think we should do is let's start with, you know, each different continent. Let's start with Africa and then we can go with each different team and we can talk about how this representation from these different countries in this continent is going to be yeah. impressive. And so, you know, I think that's that'll be great. So, you know, we were talking about it earlier. The first African country I see is in the first these first, you know, in the groups is Tunisia in Group D. Yeah, Tunisia, um, they're they arrived there pretty good. Um, obviously, their group is it's tough mm-hmm. where they're at. Like anytime when you like, especially with the defending World Cup champion France, which we'll get into them later, and then Denmark, who who really I think now, and and also we'll we'll talk about the comeback that. Christian Eriksen has made has inspired Denmark, which we'll get into that as well. I don't Tunisia, they're pretty they're they're all right, but I don't see them doing a lot. Well, and like I said, I'm not gonna make predictions. we're not gonna make predictions until November, but but yeah, that's all I don't know what else to say about, about Tunisia. I mean, I think the main thing is we we've we've talked about how and of course we skipped over Senegal in group A. But the main thing is like, especially for a country like Tunisia, where, you know, it's some, if you study geography, you know, Tunisia, where it is. Yeah, I know where it is. Yeah. Yeah. um, But like, I think we also forget that these teams being represented, their culture is going to be highlighted and talked about in a sense as well. It's not just the host country and the host team that's represented and, and everything. I mean, obviously you're the, when commercial breaks happen, you'll see Qatar highlighted different places, different cities, different buildings, but the teams mm-hmm. playing will also have their culture highlighted as well. And the way they play, I mean, their culture will play big style into how they play and that's going to be yeah. impressive. And so we'll oh, see cool. that with Tunisia. And then we're also going to see that with Senegal. I mean, we skipped over it, but Senegal is going to have that same thing. And I think that's great. Yeah, they are. And I think really they, how they, like winning the African confederate, winning the African qualifier to get there. It's Senegal. They they have made history in World Cups before. Like they have gone past the group stage in 2002 when they upset it France. That was my first World Cup I watched, and I was astonished by it. Like they've even made a quarterfinals appearance, if I'm correct, as well. So. Senegal, they have made history in the World Cup. Tunisia as well, even though they they lost to uh, Portugal, they gave Portugal a run for its money that it took uh, Cristiano Ronaldo goal to at the last minute to end it. But they they once in a while can give can give fits as well, which is a lot of these African nations. Like even I'm highlighting uh, Ghana. They can give fits. They, especially Ghana, they, their history in the World Cup. Like even they, the, 
they were so close of getting to the semifinals, of make, being the first African nation to make it that deep. Like, it shows that as far as Africa is concerned, their soccer is only going to grow and grow and grow. Right. And that, that's the best part is, you know, you're saying they're, I've just said that these teams, they've made history and they're going to continue to see it. I mean, Cameroon wasn't their first World Cup back in 2018. Cameroon, um, yeah. they, they've been in the World Cup before. And right. actually, no, Tunisia, they, they were not, I forgot, they were not in, I'm trying, it was Morocco that gave Portugal fits, mm. not Tunisia. My bad. Right. And so, you know, Morocco's got this great thing. Tunisia's will be good. Cameroon's back. Ghana, Senegal. Yeah. These countries are back. And it's going to be great to see this African culture highlighted based because of where they're these and how these countries are doing. Yep. I, I definitely agree with that. And so keeping a kind of moving on, we'll go to North America here. All three of the made of the countries in North America have made it in. Um, we have the U S we have Canada and we have Mexico. Yes, we do. And, and I think this is going to set the tone for what will happen in 2026. Mm-hmm. This is just the beginning. I'm not saying they're going to go and lift the World Cup. No. But I think it's a tone setter for these three countries, especially like the U.S., who, like you mentioned, they not just Pulisic, but you have Weston McKinney playing for Juventus in the Serie A in Italy. You have uh, their goalkeeper, uh, Stephen, for Manchester City. Gio Reyna for Borussia Dortmund, whose father was the captain of Team USA and a heck of a player. So you got even uh, Timothy Weah from Lille in Ligue 1 in France. So you're right. Like they are, this is probably the golden generation of Team USA. So this is just a tone setter for them. I would even say it's a tone setter for Canada. As well, like this is the first World Cup, and they they've had they got guys that play in Europe. I saw one of them, Alfonso Davies for Bayern Munich. So they uh, they are they're ready as far as Mexico goes. They're gonna figure it out. They're like be growing being right by the border and all. Like they always will they'll figure it out. Even though they come in with how they qualified with trying to oust their coach before the World Cup, which I think that is the most craziest and idiotic thing that you could do before World Cup. So we'll see what they do. But this is also a tone setter for them since the opener will be in Mexico City for 2026. Right. And I think also with Mexico, there's questions around the team as well. They barely made it past group stages back in 2018 to get bounced by Brazil in the uh, round of 16, I believe it was. So the questions are, are they going to actually get out of group stages with, you know, being part of that top two? Um, Or are they going to be barely, are they barely going to make it past like they did in the previous world cup? And that that's, I think for me, that's the biggest question with Mexico. Cause I think, as you said, that it's a tone setter for the next world cup here in North, the North American continent, but also with Mexico, 
a lot of the questions around their team are, you know, will they actually be able to perform as well as they did, especially now considering they're get considering ousting their coach. And that's not a good I- ideal to ha- tone setter to have right before you go into a major competition. Yeah, I know that. And, but obviously their history, like say they've, they've overcome that. Like you saw 2018 when they beat Germany, it was like, okay, you're, you're pretty much in. So, but Poland, it, like I mentioned, well, it's either, you don't know which Poland you're going to get. Mm-hmm. You don't know. They might be like, oh, you can blow, you can score three goals on them or they're going to score three goals on you. So we don't know, but I think Mexico, like they do have the players like uh, Irving Lozano who plays in Napoli. Uh, you also have Raul Jimenez in Wolverhampton. Um, two great scores there. Uh, their, their goalkeeper situation, uh, they, you still have with Guillermo Choa, but he's getting up there in age. It might be the last, and, and probably it's going to be the last for a lot of these players like Andres Guardado, Ochoa. Uh, you also will have to get uh, got. Uh, Jesus Gallardo, like a lot of these players, they have played since 2006 or even 2010. So it might be the last, the last hurrah for several of these guys. So we'll see if Mexico can finally get, get through to their famous quinto partido, the fifth game, pretty much. Right. And I think that's, we'll see if they can do that. And that's their major question this year is, and if they don't do it, how are they going to be able to do it back in, on their home turf in four years? You know, that's, I think that's the major questions that this team is facing Canada and USA, you know, USA has got to, are they going to be able to continue performing well as they have and be, you know, make it past group stages. And then for Canada, I think, you know, are they just want a team that's happy to be here? Or are they actually going to compete? And I think that's the main thing that Canada is facing. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And so moving down south to the South American continent, we have Ecuador, Argentina. Uh, let, I, I have the list here. Argentina, Brazil, and Uruguay, unless I'm missing someone. Uh, and I think that's all of South America represented. Pretty much, along with Peru, but they're playing in the qualifier. So we'll, if they're in, we'll talk about them. If not, then, sorry. Mm. But, but yeah, Ecuador, they're starting their inaugural versus Qatar. And... Ecuador surprised a lot of people how they qualified. I was like, uh, I'm not sure if they're going to get there, but they did. They got there, and and I think them being in this group will help them because I think this is a wide-open group, Group A. Anything can happen. Yeah, so I think Ecuador could have a good shot. They, they're starting to come up again, so – I think they, they, there's good things that will happen for Ecuador, pretty much. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think, you know, being in Group A, will that be a benefit to them? Will that not? I think that's, like you said, it's a wide-open group. How are they going to do in this group? Will they? Yeah. And I think that's the main thing. Um, you know, Argentina, is Messi going to be on Argentina this year? Do we know? Well, he will. Okay. He will, and it might be the last World mm. Cup for him. So the lot, a lot of pressure is actually like 
now that they won Copa America, which was huge, now it's like, okay, can they win the whole thing? Like, I think the biggest thing for Messi is like not to worry about the comparisons that he's gotten that he is not Diego Maradona, which I think Maradona was some was someone something else. Like he was unbelievable. So it's Messi, but I mean you could probably compare him because of their styles, but I'm like, look, enjoy it. And I think he is going to come out like all out, even if he doesn't win it, but he's going to come all out knowing that this might be the last time we might see him. Hope, hope if he comes back 2026, that would be great. But this might be the last hurrah for Lionel Messi, but also the team has gotten a lot better. Now they have a defense that it hindered Argentina from moving on, but now they have a defense. And now Messi doesn't have to be the playmaker. Now you got guys like Lautaro Martinez, who is killing it at Inter Milan. And he takes the pressure off of him. You still got Angel Di Maria there. So there, Argentina has a lot to play to play for, a lot. And you can make the same case for Brazil. Yeah, and I think especially with Brazil, did they need Capat? They obviously not to Mexico, but they didn't do super well in the last World Cup either. Well, they got eliminated in the quarterfinals. So again, it's like with Brazil. And hey, we both know Brazilians, especially where we went to school at. So they like they Neymar also has that same pressure as well. Can he because like whenever you are mentioned with Pele, with Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, Rivaldo, like it's pressure. Like, and I know he welcomes welcomes it big time, but Brazil, I their question is gonna be like, can they stay disciplined because there are times where when they've been not disciplined they don't do well like any team but brazil it's shown it's shown that way but this is probably their shot to get there they obviously are the favorites but they have to show the old brazil where i'm not talking about how they play but how they come into the game like setting the tone as we're not going to like, we're not going to joke around. We're serious. And that Brazil is scary. And mm-hmm. that's when you can't beat them. So they have a lot to play for as well, along with Argentina. No, I agree. And I think especially – and um, Especially with everything going on with how – they did last year there's a lot of questions around the team and you mentioned which team are we going to get and i think they're going to have a lot of pressure to do better than they did the year before or the previous cup and so how's that going to ha- how are they going to handle that i think it's also a big big key yeah pretty much i agree with that and i think the only way they're going to get over it is if they win the whole thing because that's that's who they are and and that's what they expect they expect to be in that final four. And it was disappointing that they couldn't get that done, 
this probably might be the year where they can do it. We will see. And also don't forget Uruguay, Braden. Uruguay, I always look at them as gritty. Like they they're a team that they're not they're not faced by who's who's out there. They're just gonna go with it. And and I know this this will probably be the last World Cup for Luis Suarez and Edison Cavani, but they're gonna go at it at the end. But what always kills Uruguay is someone gets injured, a key player, or or someone gets a yellow or a multiple yellow cards or a red card. So I think if Uruguay can be careful with those two, I think they can spoil anybody. And they have the the personnel to actually make another semifinal appearance and another run, just like they did in South Africa. So Uruguay, they because of their football identity, is what makes them be like, okay, we got to put – it's going to take a while to plan for Uruguay because they, they're going to bring it defensively, but also offensively they know when to score and and how precise they can do it. Right, and I think Group H is going to be an interesting one. Um, and and it's, I don't think it's necessarily wide open, but how are they going to – navigate their group to move past the group stages. It's going to be interesting. Or like you said, I don't think they made it past the last one because they weren't, they had too many red and red, red cards or too many yellow cards in in such. Yeah. in Brazil that happened. And then, and then last year, last world cup, they made the quarterfinals, but they did not have Edison Cavani, which if both Suarez and Cavani are there, who knows if France would have won the World Cup because they struggled against them. So, but this, like as I mentioned, this is probably the last shot for Uruguay to to make a deep run to the World Cup. At least for now, and for and, now, uh, for now, yeah. And so, you know, as we're looking at all these groups, we still got two major continents that we need to talk discuss. I mean, Asia. The only teams I could see were Japan and South Korea. Um, with South Korea, they didn't make it past group stages in 2018. Are they going to make it past group stages this year? Um, yeah, that's the question. That, that's the question. Like, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what, what will happen, but South Korea, they can they can play spoilers. We saw what they did to Germany. Right. They that was the only reason Mexico made it past group stages. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yes. I agree with that. I was there. I saw that. <laughs> yes. I saw that. Like, we were, like, there was even a Korean student, no joke. And we were thanking her a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So she got excited because of, she was very happy because of it. So, so yeah, pretty much because of them. Mexico moved on. So I think South Korea could play that role as well. But I think South Korea doesn't want to do that again. They want to be the ones continuing playing. But we'll see what they'll do. Um, I know they got Park. Uh, I think it's – oh, no, Son, that's his name. He plays for Tottenham. and But he's going to need help if they, need, if they want to get 
to the next to the next stage. Exactly. And you know, they're they they got they gotta do essentially all they gotta do is do better than they did in twenty eighteen and they'll be fine. I think. Mm-hmm, pretty much. Um and so you know there's I don't know a whole lot about the team, but they just all I know is what they is what I saw with them back in twenty eighteen. And so it, mm-hmm. if they're a different we watch a game with them and they're a di- completely different team than that lot and how we saw them play that last year i think they can do a lot better yeah and so, i agree and yeah and japan's in the world cup too and i mean that's exciting um i don't know a whole lot about the japanese team alan do you uh not a lot um, well, i guess we gotta educate ourselves <laughs> pretty much yeah i agree japan I'm sorry, but I agree. We're going to have to educate ourselves. <laughs> I agree with that. And it, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, and now are that and how they're going to do um, group B, I think is going to be an interesting group. Obviously the favorites to win the group, or it's going to be Spain or Germany. Can Japan play that spoiler role and keep one of them from moving yeah. forward? Or is one of these teams new? I mean, Matt thinking New Zealand and whatever CR is. Um, Costa Rica. Ah, so if one of those two teams can make it in, how is that going to work in the group? Um, that's going to play a major role, and I think that's going to be interesting to see. So yes, it will. Yeah. And so you know, there's, and now we're moving on to Europe. Obviously, Europe is most easily the most represented continent in the entire, you know, World that's Cup. Right. I mean, there's a European country in each at least one in each group. I mean, group A, it's got Netherlands, group B, it's England, um, possibly Ukraine, Scotland, or or the Welsh. Um, then you have Poland, then France, Denmark, Denmark. Uh, Spain, Germany, Belgium, uh, Croatia, S- Serbia, Switzerland, and Portugal. I mean, so many of these. I mean, this might be Ronaldo's last World Cup. We were talking about that with Messi. Same thing with Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, you know, ideally... I think both of us would love to see Argentinian uh, Portugal uh, World Cup final. Um, <laughs> and I think the whole world would love to see that, to be honest with well, you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think this is, if this happens, I think this might be the most watched event, sporting event ever, if this happens. I agree. Ever. And I mean, England. Are they going to actually do better? I don't know. The only thing you can do better than you did last last time is actually win the cup itself, but, but and not lose. Yeah, they made the semifinals. They they were in the finals of the Euros. Like this is their golden generation, but still, England has to deal with their past, like where where they've came in and they've underachieved. And I don't like. I think they'll, they'll do well, but. Can they get through that? I want to go with Netherlands. I this is probably not the strongest Netherlands team that I have seen because this is not the team that is led by Arjen Robben, Wester Schneider, Robin van Persie. Like it's not the same. Even though yes, they got Memphis Depay they, from Barcelona. They got uh, Virgil van Dijk from from Liverpool. Mathis Delay from from Juventus, Donny van de Beek, Manchester United, De Jong from Barcelona. They got players, but I don't know if it's the strongest Netherlands team, 
they'll, but they can't prove me wrong. And then plus they just had a coaching change pretty much a couple months before the World Cup. So even though he's back in Ronald Coleman, but we'll see what the Netherlands do because I don't see them being that strong, but they they can prove me wrong. Like that because that's what the Netherlands are. They 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 have history like, oh okay, they're good, but they have proven people wrong a lot of times. That's true. So and I think that's going to be interesting. I mean, in group, they're they're the only they're group we've mentioned it before. Sorry, I just can't speak right now. Group A, <laughs> group A is obviously wide open at this point. I mean, they're all wide open until the, the games are played. But out of all of them, I think Group A is the most wide open. So how's that going to plan pan out? And England, yep. you, the, the only way they can do better than they did the year before is make the finals and win it. Um, you mentioned it though. They're they're a bit of an underachieving team right now. So how are they going to move past that? Um, Poland, we've kind of mentioned which team or version of them are we going to get? Um, with France, are, are they going to be able to defend that title? Uh, I, and not just that, but like they're all there's the curse of the defending champions. Ever since Italy won the World Cup, the defending champions have not got past the group stage. But I think France is going to end that. I mean, they have a shot, but oh it, yeah, be like, yeah. When you got Kylian Mbappe there, Antoine Griezmann is surely going to be there. Paul Pogba is surely going to be there. Rafael Varane is going to be there. Nicolo Kante, uh, Benjamin Pavard, Theo Fernandez. They're ready. I think they're they're not they're not. They're, they're not putting, they're not stopping at all. And they're going to, they pretty much bring back almost everybody from that world, from the World Cup winning, winning squad. So I expect them to be there, be in the final four, but you never know what's going to happen. But I believe France will, will definitely overcome that. Right. And I, I think they can do it again. I think they can repeat. They have the team. It's just a matter of how these games play out. Um, Denmark, yeah. they're rallying around their one that their players. They're rallying around each other, especially after one of them had that heart attack situation and that crazy yeah, Christian situation. Erickson, and now he's playing. He's playing again, and there's a possibility he might be in the squad for the World Cup, which to me it's – I would say it's unbelievable. Like it's a miracle that he's out there playing again. And and will he get to the same level he was? I don't know. But if he does, that will that is that will be wonderful for for Denmark and and even for for the game as well. So Denmark, they I can see them obviously moving past this group, but I they what they're doing is truly inspiration. I agree. They're, I think for me, they're one of the teams to watch, especially with Christian Eriksen, how he's doing after his collapse yeah. in the Euro cha- yeah. tournament. And, you know, I think that's going to be great to see. We have Spain and Germany. I mean, powerhouses. You know, I think they're easily the favorites to make it out of Group B. But... Mm-hmm. 
it's just a matter of who's going to win the group. How's Germany going to do after their yeah. collapse, basically, in 2018? I, I think look out for Germany. Like, they, they're going to play with a rage that I have not seen in a while because of what happened. And as I mentioned in the Euro uh, recap, they have a new voice, a new coach, Hansi Flick, and that has helped Germany tremendously. And they still got the depth of players that they have, so they're not going to go away from their discipline, but they're not playing more freely. So Germany, I would say be careful because they, they're, I'm, I would say they're going to play with the rage that I have not seen since probably when they won the World Cup. And when they play with that type of rage, Germany and discipline, you cannot beat them. I don't care who you are, you cannot. So Germany, I would say, watch out. And, and as far as Spain goes, yeah, they have a young squad. I agree. And they got some veterans. I think they got two from the 20, two or three from the 2010 World Cup, and that might be their last. I think one of them is Sergio Busquets. So it might be his last World Cup in Spain, but they got a young squad. Uh, they, but how they'll, they'll be fine, but it's the long run where we'll see what, how they'll handle it. No, I agree. And I think, you know, that, that leads perfectly into Belgium and Croatia. Croatia made a lot of noise in the last World Cup. Um, yes, they did. They did. And, you know, they're, they're, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. They got – how much noise are they going to make this year? Will they make it to make it as much noise? Belgium, same thing. They, they played Croatia in that third-place match, I believe, right? No, they played England, Belgium. Ah. And – they have a lot of pressure. I would say that probably they're the one team that you could say with England that they have like, despite like that, they're kind of have disappointed a little bit, except for 2018, which they were close of beating France. And to be honest, they probably would have won the world cup as well, but mm-hmm. Belgium, I, this is all, this also could be the last hurrah for like Eden Hazard. Uh, and because this is this golden generation of Belgium, they've also not brought any. They've brought a lot of offense. Absolutely, their offense is unbelievable. But at times, it's a defense that kind of kills them. So if they can shore that up, I think Belgium can can do something. But for them, they're gonna have to win the group if they want to make a deep run. Because dealing with but even if they win the group, dealing with Spain or Germany, if when they face each other, that's going to be their first test. If they get when they get past the the group stage, but Belgium also has probably a lot of pressure to at least make the final, at least. Right, and I think same thing with Croatia. They made the final. I I had Croatia and England flipped from last that the last World Cup, so that's my bad. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> Croatia made it all the way to the finals. I don't know. How, the only way you can do better is winning the, the thing yourself. So how are they yeah. coming back from that? How well are they going to do? Um, yeah, and but I am but I am amazed with Luka Modic. Like, yes, he's 36, but right now he's playing 
like he is 27. And, but also, like, it's not just him, but it's also going to be up to Ivan Perisic to be there. Ivan Rakitic, who is also in his last, for his last World Cup. So, if they're going to go out, they're going to have to go out with the bang. So, Croatia could, can they do it again? We're going to see. I agree. And that leads perfectly into these last three. We have Serbia, Switzerland, and then the final one is Portugal. We've already touched on Portugal with Ronaldo and the Messi. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot much more we could say with Portugal. Um, but yeah, pretty much, I think they they now have the playmakers, as I mentioned before, with Bernardo Silva and Bru- and Bruno Fernandes. But also, don't forget Joao Felix, the successor in this. I think he is going to have a breakout World Cup, pretty much, and possibly win the young player of the tournament for um, in the World Cup. And possibly he could lead the World Cup in scoring to take off the pressure of Cristiano Ronaldo. So that's all I have to say about Portugal. But I think this might be probably one of Portugal's best teams in their history. I can agree to that. And anytime you can take some pressure off of your superstar, in, in sports, the better your team will put, play because he'll play more freely. Um, he'll not be defended as much or as well because of it. And so I think that's going to be to Portugal's benefit. And, you know, that's that's going to be great. And, you know, we move over to Switzerland, at least. And Switzerland, they took Sweden in the, their round of 16 game two shootouts, if I remember correctly. They... It was a hard-fought game between them and Sweden. Mm-hmm. Sweden eventually came out on top, but how are they going to do this year? Are they going to be yeah, able to make it past that round? If Because I think their goal is at least every team's goal is to make it out of the group stage. But it, I think their goal this year is to make it past that round of 16 to the round of eight, the semifinals. And yeah. I think that's what their goal is, at least to make it to that. At least for me, that should be their goal. If I'm a Swiss person, that that's what my team's goal is, is to make it past where we lost last year. Just do a little better and and definitely don't lose in shootouts. <laughs> yeah, but Switzerland, I think like they they're always our team that can give teams fits because of their defense and and their style of offense of counteracting. So I think Switzerland they'll they'll be they'll be fine. Serbia now only with Luka Jovic, who who I know who as a player I know, but I don't see Serbia doing a lot of noise. Uh, they do get fits, but I think at the end, if you find the right hole, boom, that's what Serbia will crack. But I don't know what else to say about Serbia, but. I just don't see them making making noise in the World Cup. No, I don't. I mean, you never know with any team. I mean, no one would have predicted Croatia to go as far as they did back in 2018. So you never you can yeah. never say never. But honestly, I don't know a whole lot about Serbia other than bas- their basketball teams and their play- yeah. basketball players. Um, so, and based on what I see with the basketball players, how good they are, I'm going to say Serbia can maybe do some damage. 
Um, obviously, well, way we'll different see. sports and soccer yeah. and basketball, but like um, the way they're those players play in basketball in the NBA, the Serbian players and how they play, their dedication, their hard work, um, their the way they grind in the game. I think that's going to be key for how for that's going to be the similar traits of the foot their football team, and I think that's mm-hmm. going to be amazing to watch. And you know, as we kind of end out here, you know, we got a lot going coming up. We're still working on trying to get some interviews for people. Um, mostly just we just got to figure out who we want to talk to and reach out. Um, so anyone out there who wants us to talk to someone in particular, please reach out to us. We're more than happy to reach out and do anything that way. Um, but yeah, like we got now that you know we. We, we kind of have game plans for where we want to go. We just need help from you guys to help us get there. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do all we can. Um, we're making, we're trying to be active on Twitter, social media um, as much as we can. But seriously, it's, we're going to need help from you guys to continue this growth path that we're on. And uh, as the, uh, well, either dryer or washing machine goes off in the background. <laughs> I'll let Alan take over and I'll mute my mic a little bit here. Yeah. So as we, obviously we talked to world cup and as I'm, we mentioned, this is just what happened in the draw who's in the group. But as far as prediction goes, wait till November to give ours. But if you guys want to give your predictions right away, or if you want to wait till after June, go ahead, put us in the comments, email us. We will gladly read them. We will talk about them. And can't wait for November because I know saying November and World Cup, it doesn't, it does, it doesn't equivalent. That doesn't happen. But we're gonna we're gonna make it work. And and I believe we're gonna we're gonna have a blast watching the World Cup. I agree. And guys, we don't do this very often, but it really if you wanna see us grow and really wanna help us out with that, leave us a five-star review. Let us whether and let us know how we can improve and what you'd like to see from us, as well as what you like about the show. We want some feedback, so please more than willing, just give it to us and uh, we'll let the song ride out. Yeah. Till next time.